Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to another special bonus episode of Executive Presence Morsels, Ask Me Anything. And today's episode comes from a great colleague of mine, Anthony Magistro, who's a manager in talent development at KPMG, and he's been super supportive of my leadership and writing and podcasting endeavors, and I really appreciate him taking the time to leave a voice message with his question, his excellent question, about executive presence. So I'm going to play his message, and then I'll be right back with our response. Hey, Joe. Anthony Magistro here. You know, I really think if you covered on how people could be more authentic with their executive presence, I think that'd be really great. Best of luck to you, buddy. Thanks so much, Anthony, for your excellent question. And as I was listening to your question, uh, it, it wasn't entirely obvious to me how I might respond to it, right? Because there's elements of authenticity in it. And there's also elements of executive presence. So where is the focus? Is it on one or both? And the conclusion I came to is it's both. However, it's kind of goes in steps, right? And the first step is the authenticity part. Because if you want to lead with authentic executive presence, The first step is not getting executive presence, it's getting authenticity. So what do I mean by that, getting authenticity? What I mean by that is understanding who you truly are. And by who you truly are, I don't mean your uh, role or your title. I don't even mean sort of family or life or societal roles. Uh, You you know, you may have um, husband father, wife, partner, uh, I don't know, you know, Girl Scout, troop leader, uh, neighborhood organizer. I'm not even talking uh, about those either. I'm talking about at its core, right? Who, who are you and what's really important to you and what is sort of the reason for you to even uh, kind of be doing things, living, impacting the world and other people in a positive way. And that's different uh, for everyone. So no one can really tell you what that is yourself. Um, I believe each of us has that thing. uh, But here is the challenge. The challenge is often our own authenticity gets, I don't know if lost is is the right word, but more gets obfuscated, gets buried, gets... um, piled on by other things. And it, be, it can become hard for us to even understand what we are about because we assume the mantle of all these roles and expectations and we make all these assumptions about the way we should be or the way things should be. And often we do that in contradiction or not even being aware that that isn't really our authentic selves. We, we take that on on behalf of someone else or because we want to look good. It becomes um, an ego 
uh, sort of thing. Ego meaning not egotistical, like you're proud of yourself, but ego meaning you care so much about what other people think you're willing to sacrifice who you truly are uh, to stay in people's good graces. And then that can lead to um, a lot of difficulties and, and resentments on your part. So um, as you know, I love kind of metaphors to think about um, how these different abstract concepts apply. And and when I've been thinking, when I was thinking about this question, Anthony, you know, one concept that came across is the concept of smelting, right? And smelting, it's a process of applying heat to ore in order to extract the base metal, right? So let's just use gold as an example, right? You have gold ore, and then there's the gold you want, and then there's all these other metals and, and rocks and, and other things. So the smelting is applying heat so you get the base metal, which is the gold that you want. And I just really like that kind of analogy in terms of authenticity and figuring out who you are because the two-step process is figure out your authenticity and then two, then start to hook that in to your executive presence. So um, three principles uh, that came from that smelting analogy. Uh, one is you cannot find your authentic leadership in a state of leisure, right? If, if you are not really extended and, and, and tried, and if you're not really forced to make difficult decisions because everything's so easy uh, and, and non-controversial, you'll never really truly find who you really are, right? Like they always say, like, you know, you, you can tell, uh, you know, what people are really like when they're under pressure, right? Like that's when the real side of them comes out versus, you know, um, fair weather champions, you know, whenever everything's going well and, and they're like great and they're everyone's friend. But as soon as something goes bad, you know, the claws come out, the fangs come out and you see, oh, this person isn't what they projected themselves to be when when things were going well so that's the first principle right when 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 that heat is applied that is actually a opportunity to really see and separate right the the things that you do when things are doing well to to maybe the things that truly uh, drive you and it's it's not so much about um, figuring out the behavior that you do but it's figuring out through the behaviors that come out uh, during those difficult times, what's important to you, what you're truly about, what's driving that behavior, whether that behavior is something that, that you're proud of doing or whether it's something that you wish you did otherwise, that the thing that's driving it is is always the same. Your response, however, may be different. The second principle I'd like to share with you about discovering your authentic leadership is it's not about adding, right? It's not about okay, let me, you know, read some Harvard Business Review or, you know, the top selling business books, find out the qualities that they say, the top 10 qualities of great leaders. And let me, let me assume them. Let me build them. Let me take that on as a mantle of leadership. It doesn't actually work that way. Finding your authentic leadership is the opposite. It's actually about stripping away all these extra layers that have been added on top of who you already are, right? You don't need to add anything to who you are to understand your authentic leadership. It's already there. 
in fact, what has happened to a lot of us is we have these conditioned and learned behaviors and learned perspectives and philosophies that are, I don't want to say given to us, but are communicated to us by society, by our parents, by our organization, or even bosses that we admired and were really um, trying to teach us something good. Often we absorb those in a way that obscures what we're really about. So the point is not that you shouldn't learn from others or you shouldn't take feedback. Um, you should. Uh, the point is when you take that on without understanding, right, without understanding who you really are and what it really means to you, then really you're just cloning, right? You're modeling something else, but you are actually foregoing your authentic leadership because you're not taking into account whether you agree with it or not, or whether you are truly that sort um, of leader. So again, it's not about going on a hunt to try to find and create your authentic leadership. Like the smelting, it's about stripping away those added extra layers, um, you know, those impurities. And by impurity, just meaning like it's not of you, right? It's not your authentic self. It's someone else's that you've that you've ingested that, that has been attached to yourself, but is not truly yourself. And the third principle um, is, you know, with that heat, uh, there's a sort of decomposition uh, of the ore. And then when it cools down and things separate, you know, you, you find out, okay, here's the true base metal. So there's actually some of that going on as well when you're trying to find your authentic self. There's this sense of you have to almost destroy yourself, right? Uh, destroy yourself in terms of, you know, not as a human being, but in terms of who you think you are and who you're comfortable being, right? You really have to destroy, you know, who you think you are and who you're comfortable being to find who you truly are. And a lot of us, we hang on to this sort of, image of who we should be and this image that we've created to please whoever, our parents, our spouses, our partners, our society, our organization, our peer group, right? We've sort of created this and this is who we're comfortable being because that's who we've been for so long. The problem is when that is not who you truly are. So in order to get to who you truly are, it's not like you just shift and all of a sudden you're different. You actually have to destroy and let go of your previous self and your identity to be able to make space for and find your new identity. So Anthony, thanks so much for your question on how people can be more authentic with their executive presence. Uh, to summarize, it's really about doing the things you need to find your authentic self, uh, and then that will flow into your executive presence. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode of Executive Presence Morsels, brought to you by our sponsors. Tune in next time for your daily dose of Executive Presence.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.